Dr. Rachel Kaysen joins us again for a topic that is always asked by me and I think by her as well. Um, Rachel is a podcaster and also assists a lot of adult TCKs, ATCKs through just their processing and their story and is a tremendous resource. She does podcasting at Explore Your Story and then her website is Explore Life story. But today we're talking about TCK relationships, specifically romantic relationships. And so if you're a TCK and you're interested in relationships and romantic relationships at all, then this is the conversation for you. (laughs) So welcome, Rachel. And um, I know just to start off with, one of the things that we've talked about is just parents and this idea of like a romance story. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Right. Well, I think anybody who's ever done any self-helpy or um, therapeutic work, you know, that kind of classic, what kind of relationship was modeled for you by your parents is a huge one. Um, So I think that's something that for, for parents supporting their younger TCKs is really worth asking of themselves. What's the romance story of your relationship that you're selling to your kids? because that's going to be their model. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you talking about it as a whirlwind? Are you talking about it as like, we waited patiently and eventually they came and turned up and arrived and, um, or are you selling it as a, when you know, you know, um, it'll just be easy. Or conversely, the one I had growing up was it's hard work, (laughs) which, you know, valid, but really set the tone for what I was expecting in relationship. So yeah, just that stories we tell in our family about romance are so impactful as young TCKs are kind of constructing their future chapters, even just in their mind's eye. I think that's really important. I know for me, just the narrative, I mean, as you say that, thinking about like what my parents told about their relationship and my grandparents' relationship and just, yeah, how you frame that narrative frames what their expectation is absolutely and if if tck's are growing up in organizations looking particularly missionary organizations um where there's not only your parents narrative but there's also the narrative perhaps of what a good relationship looks like um or relationships are typically only being witnessed in um kind of married format where perhaps there, there isn't much perceived dating beforehand it's just kind of people get married um and there isn't necessarily much conversation around that how did they get there (laughs) um we're we're creating a very strong picture um for how relationships work for tck's and what what varieties they might come in as well yeah i think we are surrounded by sort of two extremes right you're either married or you've not you've not succeeded and so you've not met the person yet yeah absolutely. and it's okay you know whereas like there's nothing wrong with singleness at all and I, I have really appreciated the the sort of western um beginning of change of that of you know it's okay to wait later to get married it's okay to be single and there's nothing wrong with that um when yeah. I think of 
TCKs and I think of just, you know, the what you would call the layers, you know, of, of cultures. I mean, you have different cultures for these TCKs. Do those different cultures create layers of confusion for them in relationships? Like, for example, the body language of my culture here could communicate something different than the body language of my passport country or vice versa. And so how, how do those layers cause confusion or how do you, how do you manage that? It's, it, it's so exciting to talk about this actually, because this often happens on such a subconscious level um, as, as TCKs are moving between their different cultures, passport and host cultures, um, also organizational cultures, school cultures. Um, some people are being raised in contexts where dating is a no-go, um, where there are certain quite explicit rules around male-female interactions, um, where perhaps there um, are certain safety expectations that family are following around how to um, manage and communicate um respectful protection um usually around girls you know um the culture i grew up in if you were getting in um, a taxi on your own as a woman you wouldn't sit in the seat next to the driver um you would keep a distance if you had a male friend coming to visit they wouldn't sit next to you on the sofa so then i go to the uk <laughs> that's just not a thing and everybody's like bunched in together there's a whole new set of rules there around what means what and and how TCKs are, are being um, supported in interpreting same behaviors perhaps mean different things or different behaviors perhaps mean the same things something that could be seen as very protective and an honoring behavior in one culture could be like a massive red flag for controlling behavior in another culture so for our TCKs and for our families to kind of have narratives about this, how do you interpret behavior as meaning what? Um, and maybe just a conversation about this body language and dating scenario looks like this here and this. Yeah. I mean, I even think of yeah. when I was in college and I went to Central Asia, you were not to make eye contact as a girl, you were not to make yeah. eye contact with guys, and you certainly didn't extend your hand to shake their hand or touch them at all. And I literally would have to like put my hands behind my back and hold my hands or put my hands in my pockets to remember to do that. But if I had grown up in that scenario as a TCK and come back to the States, like a man reaching his hand out to shake me would have been, would have felt very forward or making eye contact with me would have felt very inappropriate and forward. And so just understanding they're not being inappropriate. That's just a different culture and how they manage that. And so yeah, love that idea of just talk about what dating norms are outside of the country that you're raised in so that there's not, you know, and what what dating norms aren't, as you said, what are the red yeah. flags of like they should not be doing this because Absolutely. there is that aspect of like, I, I'm not from this country I don't, I don't exactly. catch that as a red flag I just thought that was part of what I thought that's part of what you did. Exactly. And, and that's really important to hold in mind. I remember one of my interviews when I was doing my research with a TCK who shared that one of the reasons they credited with getting into what was a really difficult and emotionally unhealthy relationship was because they didn't know that behavior wasn't normal. They mm -hmm. knew it was uncomfortable. 
but that doesn't mean it's not okay for a lot of tck's they've grown up with discomfort mm -hmm. so it's something being uncomfortable is not necessarily going to get put in the and i don't want to go here box because they've had to push through that discomfort and just assume they're the weird one <laughs> and they need yeah. to adapt yeah so for families to really lean into TCK's gut feelings, to honor those, to allow for discomfort, to actually having a response reaction, because otherwise we're just disabling our fight flight responses in our nervous system. We're going, oh, you're feeling uncomfortable and unsafe. Suppress that feeling <laughs> because we just need to adapt here. That can be really, really dangerous for, for TCK. It can be. So on that, you know, dovetailing into that talk about yeah. the risks what are the yeah. risks for pck's in romantic relationships because i think you brought up a really good point and just you know tell us what are the risks so um i mean depending on who you talk to there's probably many more but i'm just gonna focus on a few so one of them riffing off what we've just been saying is that um tck's could be over adaptive um and just kind of bend around um behaviors that are too demanding from their partner or neglectful from their partner because it hasn't occurred to them to have a need that would impact on another person remember tck's adapt so that's something that we tend to applaud as an amazing skill set but there is this shadow side to it where they could be adapting to all sorts of things they don't need to adapt to on the other hand if your tck um, is really focused in their story on getting back abroad or on conversely settling as quickly as possible. Um, their partner and getting the right partner could actually be more about does this person fit with this vision than they're paying attention to that person's character, personality, how they make them feel. <laughs> um, it becomes just is this the right fit for the right life that I've decided is for me and that was 100 percent me right so you can have this too adapted and then i'd almost say this is too rigid and yeah. there's like we were one going the same direction you know yeah. everyone has character it's not a problem yeah, yeah. and missed so especially if we share core values if we share core yeah. values it doesn't matter that they irritate me every time they sneeze like yeah. that's okay <laughs> i'll get we're over you might never get over thing. that <laughs> Yeah, we're called to the same things. Therefore, this will work. And yeah, I, exactly. yeah character is really important. Whereas matched CVs, a relationship does not make. Um, That's right. That's right. Plus, there's no guarantees. People make new decisions. They have new life experiences. So you really are looking for somebody that you trust, somebody who makes you laugh. So, you know, all of those other relational experiences that aren't actually to do with morality. She said, I remember it's almost heretical. Um, I remember probably three years ago, so I'm 44 now. So I was way into my 40s rereading boundaries with some college girls. And it addressed how, you know, a lot of relationships like working, friendships, romance, um, those relationships are are bound by shared goals. So, you know, you're working in that one goal. If you have, you know, say friends at church, you're working towards, you know, one goal. If you are in a romantic relationship, a lot of times it seems exactly to your point, you have the same vision, you have the same goals. And so therefore it's worth pursuing. But one of the things that Townsend talks about is, you know, at the end of the day, if you weren't doing those goals together, would you still be together? 
would you yeah. do you want to be with this person outside of those goals yeah and i loved that question of you know if you didn't have do you like them <laughs> yeah and that's what he was saying you know if you didn't have this yeah. vision and the same goals together would you want to be in a room with them and get to yeah. know them and you know laugh with them and cry with them and if the answer is no and fundamentally, as parents and families of TCKs, what that comes down to before even the relationship part for me is, does your child know that they are more important than what they achieve in life? Mm. Do they know they're more important than any goals they set? Because their goals might change, but they need to be the center of their own worth. Mm. And you're the one who's going to help put that there as a parent. Um, if if what you're concerned about in their relationships is are they going in the same direction as you? Are they going to hold you back? Are they going to support you? You're missing. Do you like them? Do they make you smile? Do they treat you well? You're missing all of those fundamental worth points. Um, and I see that later on <laughs> when I'm working with adult TCK. Yeah, you have a job because of those things. Exactly. Please put me out of a job. <laughs> Address this bit first. So the, that kind of adaptability rigidity over here as a parent and as people who love TCKs and as you know adult TCKs who may be watching this as well, what do you want? Who are you? Where's your worth? Outside romance, within romance, you first, goals second. Mm -hmm. um, Beautiful. That's kind of the soundbite there. The other risk that can happen and this is around TCK identity, particularly as we often grow up with a helper identity. We grew up being the helpers, less so the helpies. That's just a generalized observation around our identities. But you track that into a romantic partnership and you can have a power imbalance super fast where you, you find yourself more comfortable being the support than the supported um, and that's just one to watch again as people supporting TCKs in relationships. If they're talking about a lot of giving out, just check in. What are they getting in? It might not be a signal they're not getting in. They might be getting in, but uncomfortable owning it, <laughs> uncomfortable receiving that. So is there a narrative of give and take? Is there a narrative of acceptable vulnerability? Um, that will allow them to tell the full story of their relationship as well as check that there is movement back and forth. Um, yeah, and then the final um, risk that I would say that I see mostly is, especially where people are doing a lot of their first or early romantic relationships, maybe at college um, or in jobs where their families are in another country or far away, parents are obviously eager that their kids have local strong emotional support systems the risk is is that when the parent sees them attached to somebody that seems to be doing them good that they kind of withdraw a little and kind of go oh thank goodness they've got a person um and that for me is a missed opportunity lean in ask lots of questions Tell me about your experiences with this person. Um, if people are interested in more reading, Gabor Mate's Hold On To Your Kids is a fantastic book. It's 
it, it's one of those books you kind of wish you'd read before they were born um mm. but has a lot of wisdom all the way through and just that importance of that parental attachment relationship um so whatever ebbs and flows your kid is going through in romance you're not a safety net that they have to kind of reach back for you're there you're already there um, pouring into them yeah I love those. And whether you're a parent or a student, I think it's so timely, Um, especially, especially if you're a student. So I hope, you know, students really take that to heart Um, as a family, as, you know, parents or or even support, you know, if there's a handful of support, TCK support personnel that are listening, you know, what, what can families do? How can they respond? How, you know, how do we help basically? How do we equip? And in terms of TCKs themselves, I love the the love languages model. Um, uh, Chapman, I think, wrote wrote the the book on on love languages, but self-applying those, massive. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're not treating yourself the way you want a partner to treat you, you're lowering your chances (laughs) of a relationship where they're going to treat you that way. Like get your body, get your heart, get your mind really accustomed to being treated well. And that starts with you. Um, I think you're going to attach a bit of a a cheat sheet or a kind of how to fill a TCK love tank. So for parents kind of going through those different um, ways to help your kid feel unique. I'm just looking at my printout here, you know, help them notice that they're special, help them notice their distinctive qualities, help them feel beautiful. Don't neglect to say well as you did when we opened school great earrings you know like notice notice the stuff that you would expect a partner to notice model that and tell them they're interesting make them a priority send them love packages be ridiculously overbearingly present um and then help them notice how they're loving themselves how are you loving yourself today what got you excited today how did you feel after you spent time with X, Y, or Z? Get them noticing themselves. And then as, as, as TCKs ourselves, we can do that, right? Did I give myself physical affection today? Did I give myself words of affirmation today? We can and really I think, do a lot there. To me, like whether you're pursuing romance or not, these are really critical things as a parent, but also as a student, because those things are greatly interlinked to success academically, success, success emotionally, you know, all of that helps your student retain, you know, like you had those, we had those goals when we moved to a different country to retain, to stay and to do, to, to be successful in our work, whatever that was, military, diplomat, missionary, whatever. And the same is true for your student. You want them to do well. You want to do well as a student. And so understanding how to care for yourself and understanding yourself and what your needs are. You know, I just, I really want to do that midnight basketball thing, or I really want to do that 11 o'clock, you know, cookie dough run, but I, I really need to sleep. I'm just, I'm struggling. And I think it's because I've not slept this week. That's such a good point, because if you're not respecting your own boundaries, you're not going to recognize if a partner is overstepping your boundaries. So you're not going to be able to protect your body. If you can't protect against you, you're not going to protect against somebody else. So really listening and serving yourself is absolutely critical. And frankly, and this goes back to how we opened the romance story in your family. If 
if you're doing all of these self-care, self-love, aren't I a marvellous human being, everybody will be lucky to spend time with me kind of stuff, then any romantic relationship you're in is going to be the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's not the whole Sunday. <laughs> you're the Sunday. You've already got it. Um, and, and then the stress can be taken out of an awful lot. of, And we can take more risks in the sense that we can open our heart up and we can um, see where things go and we can risk ending things when they don't work as well because we've got us. Yeah. And our whole identity is not wrapped up in the success or perception of someone else. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I will attach that resource as well as the resource and um, just really appreciate your insight. And of course your website, if you are an ATCK and just need someone to talk to, I mean, what Rachel always reminds me of is that TCK support, no matter what your age is critical to our success. And, you know, when you, we talk about this a lot in the collegiate environment, no matter where you're considering going to college, or if you're not considering going to college, please, please make sure you have some sort of support system so that to Rachel's point, when you're not sure you feel discomfort, you have someone that understands your context to say, this is uncomfortable, but is it because I'm in a new country or is it because this is a red flag? Yeah. And and that's so, so important that listening to your gut isn't always about just reacting from fear, but really interrogating that with compassion. Um, of course, I'm uncomfortable. I'm doing something new. I might be growing emotionally. That is going to be uncomfortable, but that's a whole different thing from somebody keeps hurting my feelings and I feel like they're not hearing me when I tell them that's a whole other level of uncomfortable. And there's lots of people that you can ask that question to, but really understanding who to ask those questions to, not just someone that's safe, but that understands the genesis of your question contextually, I think is really important. And so when we talk about TCK support, what Rachel is talking about is critical because it's not just, you know, mom, I don't understand this. Those are really good questions, but just having someone unbiased that understands TCKs in cross-cultural context say, listen, this is a red flag or yeah, I can understand how that would make you feel uncomfortable. And part of that is just cross-cultural. So someone like Rachel is really um, not just important, but I think life-saving in a lot of ways because it helps navigate the entire process in a healthy way, which all of us need. And when we're in a new land, you know, helping us navigate healthily leads to our success. And that's beautiful. We we need our stories to be heard, to have them make sense. Because we do, we all make sense, but we often walk around in this kind of fuzz of, there's so much data in here. I don't know how it all joins up, but it does all join up. It, it's a beautiful, massive information about who you are and how you work best. And just tapping into that it's everything you need to navigate the world. It is. Well, I'm really grateful for you and your work. Um, please reach out to Rachel if, um, you know, you feel like you just need a talking partner because she's fantastic and working out your own story and understanding where you fit in your own story and look forward to even more insights and opportunities to chat with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.